This is Unhurried, and I'm your host, Doug Kyle. You know, life can feel like a race, rushing to the next thing, never time to reflect. But there is incredible value in slowing down with God to take in His perspective, His presence, His pace. You hear it all the time. People say, this, well, this is just my cross to bear. Welcome to our sixth podcast. It's called Unhurried. I'm glad that you've joined us. Special thank you to our whole team that's helped to put this together, especially to Ryan and Noah. I appreciate it. I can't believe we're into it and it's happening and and people are, you're listening out there. So I'm grateful to, to know that. Well, I'm also grateful that we have this chance to to spend some unhurried time together looking at the uh, things that we talk about on Sunday morning. You know, Sunday happens so quickly, at least it does for me. It seems like the morning is over before you know it. And then, you know, Monday hits and the week comes and, and it's, it's sometimes hard to keep in mind the things that we talk about on Sunday morning. Forget about Monday, lunch happens. Monday, Sunday lunch happens and it seems to be gone. So I'm really grateful for this opportunity to kind of have a midweek session where we can reflect on what we've talked about, think a little bit more deeply on it. And even if you haven't had a chance to hear the message, which you can catch on our sister podcast, Green Valley Church uh, podcast, even if you haven't had a chance to do that, uh, I think this will be meaningful for you to follow along and think think with me a little bit about some of the things that we discuss. I know for me, I love it because it gives me a chance in the middle of the week also to just be pondering. It's so easy for me to race ahead to next Sunday, and it gives me a chance to reflect on it and uh, go a little deeper into it as well. Our recent focus for this podcast has been Stuff Jesus Never Said, and we're looking at some of the phrases that that people use all the time, these sort of cliches of culture uh, that we assume maybe Jesus said, but in reality, what he said was so much different and so much more meaningful. And the one that we're considering today is the phrase, this is my cross to bear. Is that a good way to think about it? Is that a helpful way to think about that? Is that what Jesus expected us to to say or how he expected us to frame our suffering, the things that we go through in life. The way it is often used is exactly that, that it it's a way to talk about the suffering that we have, the unique suffering that I have, whatever I face, something that's uh, a particular hardship, a struggle, maybe it's even a weakness in my life. Whatever it is, that's something that is my cross to bear. And people, when they say it, they also imply that it's not going to change. It's just something I need to endure, I need to put up with, I need to grin and bear it, and uh, just expect it to be my lot in life. I have a cross to bear. Now, it's not a particularly, if you think about it, not a particularly good look for God, if that's what he does from heaven, divvy out crosses for people to bear, looking down on the planet and seeing people whose lives maybe are just a little too happy, a little too good, and he gives them a cross to bear. The idea of cross, of course, connects us with Jesus. So is this the God of Christianity, the God that divvies out crosses for people to bear certain suffering that they have to endure? After the message, someone uh, came up to me and said, you know, but isn't there some truth to that? Isn't there something to that phrase, this is my cross to bear? And I appreciate that comment because it is true. Everyone we meet 
every day has some struggle, some weakness. There's no one we ever bump into that their life is perfect, not if they've lived very long at all. We all either have some obvious or hidden struggles that we face, some weaknesses, some some sins that we struggle with, and problems that seem to just persist. It, it is a good, um, it is a truth that that is the reality that people face. But is it helpful for us to frame it as a cross to bear? And here's what I, I didn't say in my message, but I think really is important to consider. When we phrase it that way, when we say that our struggles, our problems are our cross to bear, we sort of buy into a little bit of a model mentality when it comes to Jesus's life. We look at his life and we say, well, he had a cross. That is, he had this incredible suffering that he had to endure. Well, this is mine. I have a cross too. And when we frame it that way, we we sort of see Jesus as this model who has sort of lived this exemplary life, and then we're supposed to somehow uh, imitate that in our lives as well. Jesus is someone that we just kind of admire for his suffering. He was admirable in the way that he approached it. And so we too, we have our own cross, our own suffering that we have to do. The problem with that is when Jesus just becomes simply a model for our life, well, that's how a lot of people would rather see Jesus. That's really the way religion is set up in general. Most religions are just built on the idea that they have a heroic figure who is a model for life. But Jesus is so much more than just our model. Uh, if he's just a model, that's religion. That's not Christianity. We, we see that his cross is so much more than just something that we're supposed to imitate or become an analogy for our life and for our struggles. His cross is the fact that he suffered so that we wouldn't suffer. He, he paid the penalty for us. He stood in our place. He's not just simply modeling for us what we are supposed to do. He is actually redeeming us from what would separate us from God forever. When we view things that way, Jesus becomes our example, but not really our Savior. He simply just becomes this uh, respectable person in history that we lift up, but not the one who died for our sins, God, the God's own Son who died for our sins. Uh, He suffered the cross so that we wouldn't have to. His cross was not just an example to us, a model for us. It was our salvation. It was God's solution for us. Something that was one of a kind that we can never model or imitate or duplicate. It's actually, if you think about it, one of the unintended problems with the the, the bracelet or the slogan, what would Jesus do? The problem with that is if you take it too far, Uh, Christianity simply becomes imitating Jesus. It's a matter of saying, well, Jesus became, gave the example for us, and we're supposed to do what he did. Uh, In reality, there's something that Jesus did that we could never do, and that was die on the cross for us. So to be too flippant about our use of the word cross, my cross and his cross, uh, in some ways dilutes the power of the crucifixion. And so we realize that this cliche of culture, this is my cross to bear, may be sending some messages that were never intended when we said them. So does that mean we should never use the word cross in reference to ourselves? 
We should never say my cross. We always only refer to the cross of Jesus, his cross. As it turns out, there is reason, rationale in the life of the believer to refer to our cross as well, because Jesus did. In the reference, the, the point of reference for me in Scripture was Mark 8.34, which said this, uh, Then Jesus called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and, here it is, take up their cross and follow me. So Jesus did speak about his cross and then our cross. Right before that passage, he indicates to the disciples for the first time that he was going to be um, killed and and would rise again three days later. He references his cross, his pain, his crucifixion. But then, immediately, he speaks of their cross. So Jesus made a distinction between his cross and theirs, but it's totally different than the way people use the phrase, that's my cross to bear. Instead, the cross for the believer, the believer's cross, what I call the disciple's cross, is a response to what he did, not a a um, repetition of it or a uh, or modeling of it. It's about how we react to the cross. It's our responsiveness to it. It's not our imitation of it, somehow modeling what he did. And the response there that Jesus gives come in, comes in verse 35. There Jesus explains what our cross is. He defines it for us right after he talks about taking up our cross and following him, he says this in verse 35, for whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. And his point here is that we need to lose our old life and in a sense die to our old life, be crucified to our old life in order to embrace the new life that he has for us, the life that he wants us to experience. That's, that's his point. And as we lose our old life, we actually find life. We, we save our life, which is, um, it is redeemed. It is redeemed in God and the life that he wants for us. When we try to protect our old life, it's just simply wasting our life. We're simply holding on to something that is passing away. But when we take up our cross, it's not just the cross, but it's also the resurrection. It's this, this dying to self in order that we might experience the new life that God wants for us. It's a pathway to God's brighter life for us, even as the cross was the pathway for Jesus to find um, and experience resurrection life as well. And here, that partnering is is for the gospel, is the way Jesus put it. It's for the good news of the gospel. Uh, it's this this idea that our new life now is in line with this gospel life in us, the the resurrection life that he came to endure, or not endure, but to um, bring to us and allow us to experience. So we're starting to see that the way Jesus spoke about the disciples' cross, the cross that we're supposed to take up as his followers, is radically different than the way that we use the phrase, my cross to bear. It's not this, woe is me, suffering is ahead, I need to just, you know, grin and bear it when it comes to the troubles that I face. It's the option to exchange our old life, our wasted life, or our self-led life, and and in, in exchange that for the new life that God wants us to have in him. The the life that is in, that is defined as following him, this adventure of letting him lead 
in our lives, letting him take the, the, the driver's seat, the steering wheel of our life, and lead us along the way. Now, I realize the way I said that just now, and even the way I said it in my message last Sunday, can sound a little overly optimistic, as if now that we let go of our old life, uh, which, the way I said it, makes it sound like that's an easy thing to do, and then when we embrace new life, that we just have this bright future, this bright hope, which is true. But the reality check in all of this is that it's not all that easy to let go of our old life. There's so much of us that just wired the old way, the old way of thinking, and our culture reinforces it all around us. And so it's not the easiest thing to do. Um, more than that, just because we have a new life in Christ doesn't mean that we're going to not have problems, struggles, hardships, face very tough things. If that's true of the first disciples, it will be true of us as well. And so uh, I don't want to oversell it. I just want to show that it's a very different way to think about our lives uh, and what it means to take up our cross than the way we use the term. It really is some uh, uh, this exchange of abandoning our old life and embracing the new life that we have in Christ. Will we do it perfectly? Um, absolutely not. No one does. The, the fact is, is that this is, this is hard to do, and we struggle every day to, to embrace the new life and to let go of the old life. Every day we find ways, uh, we discover ways in which we're still living kind of on an old operating system rather than the new operating system. We, we haven't really allowed God to upgrade us uh, and update our system the way that uh, we, we need him to do. This is from Luke 9.23. There Jesus said this, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. When Luke recorded this phrase from the lips of Jesus, which he, Jesus probably said many times to, to different crowds and different gatherings, when, when Luke records it, he helps us understand that sometimes when Jesus said it, he added the phrase daily, which brings in mind, to mind that this is not a one-time uh, decision that we make to follow the Lord, to take up our cross, and, and we're able to do it for the rest of our lives. It's a daily struggle. It's a daily ambition. It's a daily process of us recognizing where our old life is intruding on the new life that God wants us to experience. And more and more, as we submit our life to him and as we walk with him, as we grow in him, more and more we experience the new life that he wants for us. And that new life now shapes our, the way we look at our problems, the way we look at our struggles, the way we look at our ongoing sins and hardships. That new life now feeds into that and helps us understand it and appreciate it and approach it differently. The cross of Jesus covers those, and now my cross of following him into the new life is the way that I embrace the life that he wants for me. So while this is a very fresh way to look at the cross that we bear, the disciples' cross, we are still left kind of wondering, what do I do with my struggle, with my suffering? Uh, how do I look at that now if I'm not supposed to look at it as a cross to bear? Well, this is where, to me, this was the, the most important part of the message. Uh, what are we supposed to do with our suffering? Well, there's so many ways as believers that we still struggle. We still 
um, have faced hardships. One of those is our own sin. We know that our sin is, although it's been completely forgiven, it still raises its ugly head now and then. We see it reveal itself in our lives with things that we wish that we hadn't said, actions that we wish that we had not um, taken, or even things that we didn't do when we, we should have done them. What do we do with our sin? Well, that is where we take it to his cross. The importance of distinguishing between his cross and mine. That is not my cross to bear. Oh, I'm just so impatient. Oh, I'm just so worried. Oh, I'm just so hot-headed. Oh, I always struggle in this way. That is not our sin to bear. That is not just something that, well, this is going to be my cross. In doing that, we discount the value of Jesus' cross. We take it to his cross. And thank him that when he died on the cross, he died for our struggles and our sin, even the ones that continue to haunt us and show up in our lives. We take it to the cross. What about my struggles? What about my pains? Well, so often those are the result of the sins of others, the, the ways that others have sinned against us. Again, we take that to his cross. That belongs on his cross, not mine. Or even the the hardships that we face just by living in a broken world. Again, the result of sin. And so we take it to his cross. We take it to Jesus' cross. It it was such a powerful realization that those struggles and sins are not our cross. They're his. That's what he came to die for. And we leave it there at Calvary. We leave it at the cross. My cross in contrast, is to follow him and to embrace the new life that he wants for me. And that new life shapes the way I understand my own struggles and hardships. It gives me hope. It gives me the the promise of restoration, that God is at work redeeming those things and restoring those things in me. To me, this is, I don't know, just such a lights-on part of what it means to be a believer when we realize of the difference. Instead of having this woe is me kind of life, you know, this is just a struggle that I'm always going to have. We realize that Jesus has invited us to step onto the path to his life. And as we walk that path, he heals us, he restores us, and he gives us hope. Hope for this life and hope for the life to come. Well, I hope that's given you a fresh way to think about the phrase, uh, my cross to bear, this is just my cross to bear. Uh, more than that, I really hope that it is elevated in your mind the importance and the priority of Jesus's cross in our lives, how important that is, and what the place that it should have in our thinking and the way we, when we think about our own struggles, our own suffering, our own hardships, they should be thought of in terms of his cross more than ours. And our cross is the, um, the benefit, the, the response to his cross as we follow him. Uh, Thanks for joining us for this time, this unhurried time to reflect on the messages from Sunday. If you didn't get a chance to hear it, you'd like to hear it again. You can always catch it on our sister podcast, the Green Valley Church podcast, available wherever you get your podcasts. And you can listen to the one that's related to this topic, My Cross to Bear. I'm your host, Doug Kyle. Thanks for listening. I look forward to talking again soon.